Hi everyone, my name is Connie Leon and this is Taking Back Your Power. The purpose of this podcast is to share my experiences during some very difficult times in my life. To share that you can empower yourself to survive those moments and come out on the other side. And ultimately, to embrace them and take back your power. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Taking Back Your Power. Today, I have a new guest, and I'm super excited because we just met, and it's already, like, an awesome connection. Um, So Elva is going to tell us a little bit about herself, what she does, and then we're going to get into just her different businesses and how we met. Yeah. So Elva, tell us who you are and what you do. Well, my name is Elva Tavino. I'm a Houstonian by heart, I'm 35 years old, single mom, and I just, I love everything to do with helping people. So, you know, I think we found each other really just through my gym, but really in, indirectly through so many people that follow us, you know, have kind of mentioned us through the grapevine, I guess the last year or so maybe. Right. Um, so we met through our good friend, Blanca Beltran. Yes. Who's been on the podcast before. Who's been on the podcast. <laughs> Follow her if you're not. Um, but yeah, so we met at our gym. I'm the owner of uh, Champions Club, which is a gym. Primarily focus on women, but we've been expanding quite a bit dur- during the last two years. We started off with online training and then grew a huge Latina presence in our community. So the first 90 days, we actually hit 11 countries, which is pretty powerful. Um, and now that we're located near Memorial City Mall in Houston, Texas, we just really have planted a place where women can come and you know try to grow themselves or families through fitness. But through that, it's been a really incredible journey to just continue to you know drive the community through example of leadership and uh, help people unravel their dreams in that place. It's been remarkable. Right. And yeah, I've definitely heard a lot about you guys because <laughs> of Blanca. She's an amazing trainer. I still can't sit up straight. I worked out with her last <laughs> week and I, I coughed this morning. I was like, oh, everything still hurts. Um, But there were a few other people that mentioned you. Um, One of my good friends, her name is Susie, mm-hmm. Susana Salgado. Mm-hmm. She told me, she's like, you really need to come to the gym. There's oh, a lot her. of like just powerful women who you can network with because she knows a lot of what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, And so definitely when I came last week and I was there and it's awesome. Like it's a small gym, but you can tell like the impact and everything that you guys are doing. Um, So you mentioned your leadership kind of that's your main goal, I feel, for everybody at the gym. So what did that stem from and how did you get started in that leadership training or leadership mindset? You know, it's been a million dollar question because when it comes to helping people, I don't think that's really defined by a certain title, whether you're in corporate or you're at home. We just, you know, we're here to serve people while we're in this lifetime. And when we got the gym started, I I know that fitness is a niche, but I genuinely care about every single person that comes into our gym or our online platforms. And for a few years, I knew that a lot of the people I I was connecting to, um, I've lived in 13 different states. So number one, I always knew what it felt like to be the new girl in school. I always knew what it felt like to have maybe not the best sense of belonging. And I think through that indirectly, it molded me into being an adult who always wanted people to feel that connection. Mm -hmm. You know, whether I was serving drinks over the bar in my previous life Mm -hmm. (laughs) or, you know, helping people in the gym to feel connected to the weights. It's always been something that I just wanted to help unravel potential inside of people. So they come here, you know, or come to our gym uh, looking for a way to grow physically, not knowing that mentally we actually help them adapt to knowing more of themselves kind of, you know, moving past anything, like, let's look at this year, any challenges or setbacks, and through that, learning how to have more of the internal strength, but personally, I've, I've evolved myself, um, I've gone through several health issues and things along the way, and I've always this, kept a smile on my face, but everything we do goes back down to leadership, so if we can show the world as Latinos, well, starting off with that community, um, that we're really just a few steps away from our, 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 our deepest potential self, 
you know, the things that we feel like are holding our back, are holding ourselves back are typically the things that we allow to just kind of limit us. And it starts mm-hmm. with our mindset, right? Right. So when we get in there with these ladies, I start to hear things that, you know, they've always dreamt of doing, let's say something like starting a business or something like, you know, going back and honoring someone in their family, their legacy. Um, it could be being a better parent. It could be making more money. It could be their relationship with God, if that's what they want. It could be things like music. It could be so many different things where they may not have the community to support those things, but we really get them to understand more of themselves. And then through that, we never really know what could come from their story. Right. And you mentioned a few things. So you mentioned community and then connecting your physical with your mental. Like that to me is very important. Mm -hmm. The reason I started my personal brand, Mama of Dos, was to feel connection as a mom, as a new mom, to feel like I wasn't alone. So building that community has been really important to me. And then, of course, it stems into Houston Latina bloggers, which I've also helped build and create. So it's just amazing. There's so many connections that you are just talking about right now and making that it just makes me think of like, it takes me back to why I started and why I do what I do as well. Mm -hmm. um, Because it's about building building that community and knowing that the other women are going to feel welcomed. Because it was a time when as Latina bloggers, we didn't know our place we didn't know where we belonged and I've always wanted to feel that inclusivity right being included um and so HLB is open now to all races and we even have guys in the group so (laughs) yeah so I totally love that about your gym and the fact that you're speaking on it um something else that you mentioned was um just about how you want to build these women up within your community, right? So what are some things that you do at the gym? Because like I mentioned, Susie talked to me about how the community is so strong. Yeah. And everybody has their own story, like she's you said. She's amazing, by the way. Yeah, no, she's awesome. Um, so how are you building these women up or these people in your community up? What are the what are kind of the main goals or focus that you focus on with them when they come to your gym? Yeah, you know, I think for, at first it really started about the way that I personally train people. And um, to kind of extend on that, it's actually unraveled a lot into men. So we've helped a lot of the men in the families and it started to trickle into Champions Club men, which we have just now announced that we've started. Um, you know, we've been doing stuff behind the scenes. But to answer your question, just it's not a certain step. You know, what, what, what I do the first time that someone connects with us on a phone call or in person, it's more about connecting with looking for the things that they are looking for that they might they may not even know that they're searching for mm-hmm. and a lot of times it takes them back to themselves you know if i if you ask me what's a secret sauce to champions club personally you know for those of you that are faith driven um it's just i just let god work through me every day i feel like in a season where you know people may pick up the phone and reach out to us or i'm out there actively looking for the next you know person to kind of help Um, letting him navigate those steps, it's really allowed this entire process to be so organic. Mm -hmm. Now, taking the faith aspect out of that, I feel like the more connection we have to just um, knowing more about ourselves, we become the example um, by being transparent and talking about, you know, our story, something as simple as, you know, talking to a woman and and her hearing, you know, that I've gone through 13 kidney surgeries and had two tubes out of my back for nine months and raced an Ironman and did this as a single mom. And they just get really inspired to kind of see what else Mm -hmm. is inside of them. Now, if they come into the gym, let's say we're doing a consultation and I'm asking them the basics about their nutrition and their fitness, what I'm really looking at are things like, how are they fidgeting in front of me? Mm -hmm. Are they looking at themselves in the mirror the first time they work out with us? Mm -hmm. Are they breathing and getting really anxious under pressure? Mm -hmm. Are they defeating themselves, talking negatively to themselves? And there's so many other factors that all goes back to their insights, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know? So in that, we start to assess where they're starting. But while they came in, again, looking for the fitness aspect, what they don't understand most times when they come in is that it's really a personalized fit for who they are. 
but we have to connect on a level where they're opening themselves up, um, which usually happens organically so that we can really understand what makes them tick. Mm -hmm. And then through that, we'll help them overcome things like, you know, let's talk about obesity. Well, if a woman's, you know, getting late night cravings or drinking a little too much alcohol or skipping Mm -hmm. meals or whatever that looks like, it all goes back to our personal willpower, self-discipline, and a lot of those internal factors. Mm -hmm. So the moment they get on the phone or in the gym with me, I'm looking at more of that as opposed to how much weight they can lift. Right. How many coaches do you have at your gym? Currently, we have eight trainers that are women, um, all part-time. They love being there. I mean, Blanca Beltran being one of them. She's amazing. And then we actually have recruited a few men. Um, We've been growing pretty strongly. So, you know, despite COVID having some hiccups and a few of my friends' gyms closing, we're actually doing really well. But we are all advocates for mental health. And I think that that aspect, we all kind of need something like this in our in our life right now. Right. Because it all kind of it connects. Right. The mental, the physical, everything. If when I go to my therapist, she's always telling me to, you know, take a walk outside or do a hobby, you know, so yeah. it all connects. Um, and so with COVID happening, mm-hmm. you've had to transition, right? You've made some changes mm-hmm. and you guys are online. Mm-hmm. OK. And well, how's that gone? Well, it's been great. So we actually started that way. OK. Oh, so, OK. Yeah. OK. Um, so we we two years ago, we started Champions Club and I actually started on online training. Oh, okay. Um, at the time I was marketing to other brands and I felt a sense of, um, just like I needed to kind of step out a little bit more and help women a little differently than what I was taught and what I was currently doing at that time. And that's kind of how the community exploded under my feet. So even when I picked our studio, um, it just felt like the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's only 910 square feet, but what we've done through that gym in the past year of the physical existence of the gym has been incredible. And so when COVID came, we shut our gym down for two months, like everyone did here in Houston. Right. But we were already set up to help people, whereas other fitness and, you know, gyms and things like that were scrambling. Right. So it was kind of like building uh, the well before we were thirsty or, you know, being something in me telling me to, to do things a specific way. And while I had a lot of ridicule from people in our industry, one, I'm Latina, two, I'm a single mom, three, you know, I'm going into business and taking this risk, quote, air mm-hmm. quotes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't listen to the naysayers and, you know, come looking through COVID. We've had our struggles, but we definitely came out on top. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think um, that's awesome to be that step ahead, right? Um, here at the studio, at the creative studio with Manny, the owner, um, I think that's what's kind of helped us also push through the last year um, and more so the last six months mm-hmm. um, because we've kind of tried to stay a step ahead of everybody else. That's not to say that people aren't doing the same thing or that people aren't doing it better, but just to kind of have that mentality, it just really helps you gain uh, traffic and just really put your feet in where you know that if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, you're fine because nobody else is doing it anyway. So exactly. I love that. Um, so of course this podcast is called taking back your power, right? What has been for you, like the one moment where you feel that you've just really, truly taken back your power? Yeah. I could talk on this one all day. Yes, Um, do it. (laughs) If this was a year ago, I would be talking about the moment I took back my power after my 13 kidney surgeries, because I almost lost my life. And that was probably the biggest revelation I had in my life, both with my faith and second with my, just felt like I, I was clicking with my purpose at that point mm-hmm. because having so many disruptions in your, in your medical, you know, path, I know a lot of people can, can kind of relate to that right now, even with COVID, it just starts to make you think about things and the value of what we're putting our time and attention into. But now um, looking past 2020 and what it's done for me as a single mom going into business, and I know I'm not alone out there, Um, That's just someone who strives to be a better mom every day and, you know, a friend and things like that. What I feel like taking back my power in 2020 was more just taking power of myself. I feel like, you know, going back to that word leadership, um, 
we all can get stronger, but a lot of times as Latinas or women or just parents or people, we tend to put ourselves in the, the very end of the day. We give ourselves the residue left over from, you know, the little nicks throughout our lifetime, um, not always understanding what makes us tick, going back into that word, and then really not allowing ourselves to, in a selfish way, you know, um, carve out some time that allows us to rebalance ourselves to regain um, just kind of that center that we find. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people go this whole lifetime looking for something that's gonna put a bandaid over the way that they feel. Maybe they feel unfulfilled at the top of a business idea. Maybe they feel unfulfilled in their family. Maybe they feel like they have wounds that they're still carrying into you know, their futures and presence uh, or even into their children. And when I re regained power of myself, um, what I started out to do with Champions Club was really kind of elevating my family name again. Uh, doing things in an ethical way, uh, making sure that I was leaving a legacy for my daughter and our nieces and nephews and beyond that. But it really made me reflect more on myself where I already thought that I was on things like my self-love, on things like rest, mm -hmm. on things like my personal peace, which I protect at all costs, but you know, now, and I'm sure mm -hmm. everybody out there can relate to that one. Um, but I really, I feel like 2020 was the year that grew me the most. And for those of, you know, our clients and friends and people that have known me, even since my A-Leaf days, <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, they would think that they would look at me and think that I always had my head on straight, but we all have challenges. And the best thing about year to year is just allowing yourself to see how you're scaling your life, not just your finances, not just your, you know, work habits, not just drilling, you know, burning through the hours and stuff like that, but how are you regaining power over yourself? And what are you doing this year internally and with your personal discipline that's going to allow your leadership to lead by example for even your household, mm -hmm. but not allow it to, to feel the same. Mm -hmm. Now, the world could be the same this year, right? It could get even worse. But as long as we're grounding our emotions and learning more about our inside mm -hmm. and knowing that even when you feel like um, things get a little rocky, they're not going to affect you unless you allow them to, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And so through my personal experiences, I feel like 2020 was a year for peace for me and gaining power of that meant really understanding Elva to the depths of herself that now going into my 40s and 50s, I feel like no matter what happens in my life, I'm ready. Yeah, no, definitely. And I feel that 2020 did that for a lot of people, right? Where you just had to really go inside. I'm such an outward person. I'm so used to sharing. I'm so used to being in the crowd. So when March of last year hit and we had to be at home for so long, I didn't know what to do with myself. I like rearranged my entire room. I cleaned out every closet. Yeah. You know, I did everything possible. And then I had to like step back and look at myself and say, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. What are you really trying to hide? What are you really trying to not look at right now? So I did. I took a lot of that kind of introspect, right? Because again, it's all connected, the mental, the physical, the emotional, um, and just took myself into that place where... I was sad. I was happy. I just dealt with my emotions. I went to therapy, whatever I needed during that time. And it just really helped me take a different view on life. And like you said, to really slow down and realize that a lot of what I was doing didn't matter because there we were at home for like six months, almost, you know, doing nothing and not being able to go into these networking spaces or meeting new people. And so yeah. just really realizing that those things at the end of the day, they don't matter. Mm -hmm. Right. And then something else that you said was, so I'm a mom too. I have a daughter and I have a son for us as moms, my son, both the, for both of my kids, I definitely try to preach, you know, that self love and making sure that they are okay and allowing them to express their feelings. Yeah. So is that something that you work on with your daughter? How old is your daughter? She's turning 11 this month. 11. Oh yeah. yeah. My son's 11 too. Um, so is that something that you work on with her that you allow for her to kind of have her space and, and share all that with you? And is she open to that? 
Yeah. So, you know, and just to be transparent, I co-parent and, and uh, that in itself, you know, a lot of people have their stories of that. But I work really hard on making sure that my daughter, you know, no matter how great we give our kids, they're, they're going to have their own story. They're going to run and tell how they want to. Right. right. Um, I think being 35, two principles that I've been really strong about instilling in my daughter are our faith, just having a structure and understanding those right from wrongs. She's not going to do that unless she feels me and sees me doing it. Right. So we can preach to them all day long. And the same thing as a coach to, to you know, so many clients. We have to show by example. you mm-hmm. got to practice what you preach. Mm-hmm. And they're going to learn from that more than anything. But the second thing is I wanted to make sure that I was still giving her some of that tough love perspective mm-hmm. as, you know, I'm Mexican and Cuban. But right. my family's, you know, Mexican-American. So... When you talk about the Hano music and stuff, I'm like, ooh, that's like my whole family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But a lot of those old school practices, we have to keep them alive. We have to give them grit. We have to let them have that tough skin. Mm-hmm. So, again, going into what we're teaching her, what I'm teaching her personally, I feel like I'm a little more of the disciplinarian in my co-parenting situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I make sure that she understands the whys of why we want to take ownership of our lives and be responsible and why we want to nourish our bodies and be active and you know she's still a kid so I want her to live through that um you know being a gym owner you would think that the kid would turn into an elite athlete or it could potentially go disastrous and go the wrong way where she grows up with bulimia and anorexia issues because of too much of that hardship you know Mm -hmm. beat into our kids so I really try to find that balance of the going back into that tough love aspect where you're strong and you got this and all that but then also nurturing and being sensitive to the times. Yeah. Our kids are going through so much right now. And I think whatever formula is working for your family, as long as at the end of the day, you guys are transparent and loving each other, then I think, you know, they're gonna, their examples are going to, you know, be a byproduct of what you're showing them to. Definitely. No, and I co-parent as well. And I think we found a really good balance where he disciplines and I discipline and we kind of are on the same page, right? Where at the beginning, I don't think my kids saw that as much. And then when I started telling them, well, your dad said, and they're like, he said the same thing you said. I'm like, yeah, you know, so we try to be on the same page when it comes to that. Um, But definitely that like, that, um, what is it called? Tough love, you know, meets kind of like, okay, I understand we're going through hard times. My, both of my kids kind of hit puberty at the same time, which Ooh. was like, Ooh, I know. <laughs> yeah. So I'm messaging with their dad and I'm like, so I'm at this checkup. I'm like, the doctor just said something. I was going through puberty and Camila's heading into that oh, way. Wow. Oh yeah. So it's two of them. <laughs> They're only 18 months apart. So, oh, wow. you know, it was going to happen. Um, so there was a lot for me where I was like, let me totally understand my son and just kind of embrace him and not be so hard on him, right? Because he's already getting that tough love from the outside world. Um, But I feel like there's a good balance with us too, right? Like we've we've found that balance and my kids know my son is like the sweetest teddy bear, you know, but he's a big kid. He will knock you out. Don't mess with him. You know, so we're in that place where we understand that balance as co-parents and we've kind of instilled that. So I love that. That's an amazing way to put it, right? Is that balance. Um, so for you, what is this? So you your great energy, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm so into this right I'm now. Like, you cannot be around you and not like feel that energy and want thank to just be you. in the happiest like girls day out. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm like, I was already in a good mood today. So that oh, just yay. made my day. Um, so for you, and I understand was the Latina community, was that your original goal was to only like connect with that community or how did that come to be is this I feel like sometimes for me when I first started my blogging and connecting with people it wasn't just Latinas it was Mm -hmm. moms and women Mm -hmm. but then I got into this niche of Houston Latina bloggers yeah and that became my focus right yeah so I went into that mode and now it's open to everybody yeah but for you like how did that focus start um, well, you know, I grew up, I, I was born in Arizona. So, you know, my dad speaks 
hardly any English is very broken. And then I have my mom who's more country, right? So I feel like I always felt a little displaced. I mean, I lived in the Valley in South Texas. And if you're not... I'm from the Valley too. Really, yeah. <laughs> we lived in a lot of places. But, yeah. You know, I'll never forget how uncomfortable it felt if my Spanish wasn't perfect down there. And for any right. Mexican-Americans, y'all already know. <laughs> like, it, the South it's Texas... It's the Selena story, right? Yeah. You're not Mexican enough for the Mexicans. Yeah. You're not American enough for the Americans. Yeah. And the funny <laughs> thing is, um, I was leading a direct sales company in Spanish, which, if you know, my Spanish is not perfect. But... Mm-hmm. Again, going back into my health issues, um, I'm very proud of my culture. I'm also very proud of, to be an American, and you know I want to make sure that I'm 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 li- I'm living in, into my own identity. I'm being myself and true to who I am, no matter what it is that mm-hmm. I'm doing. But when I was leading the direct sales company, um, I was one of 17 Spanish leaders that was in charge of the entire Spanish language. And my Spanish still wasn't perfect, but I was so passionate about people not going through the health issues that I had. We don't know genetically what we have. And right. statistically, diabetes, you know, obesity, there's so many things that, his, that Hispanic people are more prone to. And if I have to talk in Chinese for people to get it through their skull, that we want you to guys to be amazingly healthy in a sense of not just a six pack and a selfie, but your family deserves to have you forever mm-hmm. as long as they possibly can. So we want to stop with this self-sabotaging culture, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of like not going to the doctor, you know, when we know we should. Mm-hmm. And we all know those deals and tias that do that still. Yeah. And, you know, making sure that we're looking at how our body's nourishing our health and not just, you know, putting us on the wrong path. So going into that, um, I just, I became more passionate as the, that opportunity was given to me in the beginning, speaking on stages to women and, and people, um, sometimes as big as like 3,000 in, in the stadiums and stuff like that. And I did it in Spanish. And a lot of times I didn't care if I sounded broken when I first right. started. I was so passionate. They felt that. And through the years, it's gotten better. But when I started Champions Club, um, it was definitely something I was passionate about. I wasn't intentionally trying to recruit women like that. But by being myself, naturally, it just attracted people just like me. Right. And luckily, in the two years of our existence, um, the women that have come in our gym, their hearts are gold. And it is so much bigger than a dollar amount. It is so much bigger than a company that's going to hit, you know, a Fortune 500 company. If it's if it's divine for it to do that, it'll do that. Mm-hmm. On, on its own timing but right it's all about the right people and you know through that when we did you know obviously become about 95 percent latinas i so i looked around and noticed that it was amazing but i also didn't want to limit people right and i think we all learned especially from last year even in our own worlds how we can do a better job as just mm-hmm. kind of being inclusive and less exclusive yeah i love that and like you said every woman at your gym probably has a very unique story what has been like your favorite story that you can speak on that like just totally made an impact on you as a trainer as a gym owner oh there's so many these women are powerful no yeah Um, i can see it (laughs) yeah um so you know just to put it out there when i was just personal training myself i i I work with a lot of musicians a Mm -hmm. lot of uh ceos entrepreneurs a lot of leaders really in every industry um i think still to date one of my favorites is my friend uh mari and when I found her three years ago, she was just a suburban mom, mm-hmm. air quotes, just, uh-huh. <laughs> just like, no, that they, they hold it down. So, right. um, but a long story short, she ended up actually, um, coming in and then about two months into it, she mentioned a lot about, um, just some battles she had been going through. And, you know, I didn't, you never know what people are carrying the moment that they come in for a workout, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And what she had mentioned was during hurricane Harvey, she had lost her house. She had two kids that were going into college. She had lost five family members in a matter of six months. She was the rock in that family. Um, Both her and her husband were Aggies, and they graduated doing things to kind of break the, you know, the curse and just really... Those cycles, yeah. Yeah. Add that fundamental, you know, financially and also through leadership for their family. But because of that, they they got a lot of weight thrown at them. 
Um, and she, you know, handled it all, put on a pretty face while she did it. Mm. And it wasn't until a couple months into training where she really opened up about some of her personal battles. And I'm, I'm grateful for her because that story still impacts women today. But going back into the mental health aspect, um, it can be your sister, your mom, mm-hmm. you know, your kids, your mm-hmm. husband, your ex, your neighbor. Mm-hmm. The more that we understand about the people around us and quit judging them for how they may be in the moment, mm-hmm. um, the faster we can just serve people and show up, in my opinion, the way God would ask us to, which is with a loving heart and just a servant heart. Right. And I think that her story so early on, before Champions Club existed, she's still a part of it today, has been a huge supporter. Um, and there are just other women like that that I know that are waiting for us to just reach out, are waiting for us to connect through podcasts, are waiting for us to connect with other leaders that mm-hmm. are you know, just as influential. And the faster that we do that, the faster we can truly make an impact. But it makes me wake up every single day with an extra rush into my step because mm-hmm. I know that there are people waiting for us. And right. it makes me not want to waste a single second. Yeah. Yeah, because you're getting deep into these people's lives where you know that they're going to go back and, and talk about your gym and then just share those experiences and that kind of knowledge, you know, that they've gained to help others. It's that whole leadership aspect, right? You want to pour into people so that they can give up to others. The gym is just a cover up. No, yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. It's a great one. Yeah, they, they give, I mean, they do definitely get the results but yeah it's just it's it's about the people that we're impacting more than it's just about that yeah and then it kind of goes to show like that that story that you're talking about is more mental versus like a physical like oh someone who lost a hundred pounds right because it just it goes back to your mental like how I told you I was feeling good today so I've been reading this book about dating and um in the book the guy like the last few chapters he's been talking about like just putting yourself out there and just having fun and enjoying the process right so today I like put my I got back on bumble which is always my thing like I stay off of it for a while then I get back on this dating app and so today I was like I'm just gonna put myself out there and have fun and enjoy And so I think that's why I was kind of feeling really feeling myself today. Right. (laughs) And I'm like, and it just goes back to like, I'm not at my ideal weight right now. I don't feel, I don't feel like I I could do better. I could lose 10 pounds. Right. Um, but mentally today I was like, I'm on it. Like I'm good. I feel good. That workout did you get? Yeah. No, that one (laughs) girl, she kicked my butt. I'm telling you, I can, I still can't breathe. My rib cage hurts, but it's, it goes back to the mental, right? Like I was just feeling really good about myself today and it just kind of helped me get to this place where I'm right now. Yeah. So it just goes to show that everything's connected and we just need to really work from the inside out. Oh, for sure. But we all need we all need to be poured into. Yeah. And again, like the gym being a gym for leaders, it really is about us supporting each other. And as much as a pastor can be on stage and pouring into people like that, or, you know, you have a motivational speaker who's pouring into everybody, right. it can also get draining. I mean, my sister is a middle school, a high school counselor now. And just hearing, you know, a few of the stories um, and just kind of comparing notes to help people a little more, you know, solidified mm-hmm. in, in family. Um, you've got to know what triggers, can, you know, let's say you're watching the news and there's something that just kind of defeats you mm-hmm. in the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's scary. And you guys are, you know, we're living in fear and all these things that can come from that. Um, or, you know, you're you lose a job or there's all this fear right now. And if we get back onto the side of trust, um, being able to to also incorporate mental triggers that'll get that snowball effect rolling in a positive mindset. Mm-hmm. It means as much as I'm a happy person, I can wake up and, you know, my kidney can be at a little a little out of control where it just starts to kind of mm-hmm. get the day started on the wrong foot, right? Yeah. So I know the six or seven triggers that I've put in place, one being music, two being praying, three being reading, four being calling and helping somebody else because it always fires me up. Little things that help me, mm-hmm. you know, massages, little things that I know that will always reset that. 
But if we don't know those things, then it gets harder. And you obviously have one that's fitness. Right. For a lot of people, it's the same. We've got to get that stress out. We've got to be able to just kind of relinquish it, let it go, sweat it out. And if it's not, you know, just working out because maybe you are going through something. We have a client going through cancer treatments right now who can't work out right this second. Right. Um, But she can get outside. Right. And and she can learn to find those triggers that are going to give her that same effect, but it's intentionally going in the right direction. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it de- it definitely makes sense. So one of the biggest things that um I kind of gained from just meeting you and everything that we've talked about is your faith, right? Um I'm someone who I grew up Catholic. I grew up very strict Catholic, right? And at some point I was super involved in the church and just very much about it. Um and then after my divorce, my separation, I kind of lost my not that I lost my faith, but I just kind of questioned myself and what I was really believing in. Um, And so to this day, I really haven't been back to church in almost three years. And um, it just it brings me back to like just being spiritual and being myself and knowing that no matter what, you know, God is with me and and just praying every day. So Mm -hmm. what has been your biggest lesson when it comes to your faith? Right. Like restoring it or strengthening it, because I feel like a lot of it is tied to everything you're doing. Now, which is crazy because I hear myself and I hear you. Yeah. You know, I I grew up the same and um, vulnerability. I think that's a big one. And uh, I've had a lot of friends. Marcos Witt, for any of you guys who listen, you know, or your family ever grew up listening to anything Spanish Christian. He was one of the first, like, people that I listened to in Houston Mm -hmm. when he was at Lakewood, like, because he was Spanish. Like, there's so little of it, or was so little of it, you know, 20 years ago when I first came to Houston. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I I got a chance to train Medium Witt, and uh, their daughter's actually a really good friend of mine. We have some similar health issues. um, And we've, you know, they've been such a blessing in my life because through my kidney surgeries at that church at that point that they were a part of in Katie, um, I would go there and I, I knew that I, I was looking for something specific when I would show up to church alone. And I never knew what would come out. It was mm. almost always tears. I literally had two tubes out of my left kidney draining my urine for nine months. Wow. And still speaking on stages at the time and running business and just not really knowing what was going to come next, you know. And as a typical Hispanic, I think we just kind of suck it up and keep moving. Mm-hmm. But that gave me such a good place to just relinquish control. Mm-hmm. And um, there's so much to that. But I think, you know, for anybody out there that might be just kind of looking for um, some sense of, you know, that relationship with God, whether it's in church, outside of church, um, there's I feel like there's so many layers to it. And you can go to church every single day. I do a lot of faith and fitness ministry or, you know, uh, connection groups now for Mm -hmm. different churches. But it's really about you talking to God on the everyday. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one prayer that has really been a huge part to me over the last two or three years. And trust me, my life has been flipped upside down, (laughs) like everything has been up, flipped upside down. Um, I begged God to remove everything in my life that didn't belong. And I asked him to just show me my next steps and to bring me the right people that needed my help. Mm-hmm. And I would say that almost like a ritual every single day, multiple times a day, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes what he ripped out for my life wasn't what I expected, but right. I had so much trust at that point. And I think when you are speaking to your partner, yourself, even the person in the mirror, God, whatever that looks like, your kids, if we're not okay with being vulnerable, we're never going to grow. Right. And so I think that the more we remember to stop trying to control everything and just ground yourself, have peace with all of it, have a, a whole lot of gratitude. Even when some of the things have gone the worst, I'm like, thank you. Like, I just say thank you. I'm like, I know you did that. Thank you. What's right. next? I don't dwell on things. If you lost your job, don't let your job lo- lose itself in your head a thousand times over. Mm-hmm. If you've gone through heartbreak, the same thing. 
If you've lost a loved one, there is a way for you to honor their legacy through your actions moving forward. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have a different sense of the, the, the processes, but if you know where you're at in those moments, mm-hmm. then you can heal and you can evolve and you can grow. And you can also become just as powerful as the people you look up to, like Marcos. Right. And it's in those moments that you take back your power, right? Like it's in those moments that you realize like, okay, I can do this. I can push forward. And things are going to be okay, no matter how crazy it gets. Like, I feel like I've been in that place in the last couple of months where I just, just like you, like, it doesn't matter how I woke up that day, like, just, okay, God, just whatever isn't working here, take it, right? Because it just, I don't want it anymore. I just want to be okay. I want to move forward and just do those things that I need to do for myself and for my kids and just for myself to be stable in all areas. Oh, for sure. I love that. I think okay. that word independence, too, because we're independent women, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, well, yeah. But emotionally yeah yeah no it just for me yeah independence definitely I mean currently like I look at myself and I'm like am I really that independent like I depend on a lot of people but yes I try to be very independent and just make sure that I have myself figured out before I try to go out and help anybody else yeah and number one as you're dating the speed dating I told you we're going to be doing with our gym oh yeah yeah we're going to do that camp, the camp. oh yeah yes. you're, you're going to help me MC the event it's, it's <laughs> Um, but you want to be whole and yeah. you want to give that to someone and, right. you know, only God knows when that's all going to happen. But in the meantime, work on yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. And for right. people who are married, I told them the same thing. I'm like, you guys, you know, you're, you're in this bond, you're in this covenant, you're in this hopefully lifelong thing, but don't rely on your partner to make you happy. Right. You've got to learn to be whole and grounded in yourself and right. then learn to teach each other how to be even stronger, you know, because then when you come together, it's two people who have a little more solid ground. Yeah, no, that individuality and and making yourself happy. It's something that in the last two years, like I hear it every day. Oh, just make sure you're happy with yourself and being alone. And and it's true. Mm -hmm. The more I've gotten to this place where I'm okay being alone, like if I'm by myself all the time, like I'm fine right now. Right. But at the same time, you definitely want to find someone who's going to add to you and not necessarily someone that you need because you're not feeling happy you know, to fill those gaps. You can't rely on other people to fill those gaps exactly. for you. So yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. This was so good. So <laughs> tell us where we can find you and how people can connect with you in your gym. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we have a team, a huge tribe of women that are so influential on social media. We've been actually under the radar because um, I love word of mouth marketing, but on mm. our Instagram champions underscore club underscore, that's the best way to find the gym. For anybody who needs help, um, just really needs a sense of a community that can really empower them through fitness and other areas of their life, come out. We'll give you a free week, uh, whether it's online because you want to be safe with COVID or maybe you're not in Houston um, or even at the studio. But my my personal Instagram is advo underscore Elva, like advocate, V mm-hmm. in both of those. And, uh, you know, I'm here for anyone. I love stories and I love connecting with other leaders. And again, just it's all about timing and seasons. And 2021 is going to be a stellar year, but you have to win in your mind first. And if you don't have people in your corner, which I hear quite a bit, um, then it's time to get you in some better rooms. And even if they're virtual, um, we're here for you guys. So just let us know how we can help. Right. And don't be intimidated. The gym was a lot of fun. I went in with (laughs) Blanca and Blanca is hardcore. Like she's an amazing trainer. She's worked so hard on herself. And just to be in the room with her is just awesome. She's 51 and she looks like she's like 22. Yes. Her body is, I know, all of my stuff jiggles and I'm like, (laughs) but no, she's amazing. Um, So yeah, definitely. And I will definitely tag you guys in the post and make sure everybody follows you. I appreciate it. Thank you guys and thank you Eva.